Hello, friends, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. Today is Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. It's been the sun is out here. It's so warm out, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. Dr. Linda, how are you doing? Hi, happy Wednesday. I'm doing amazing. Of course, Wellness Wednesday, our favorite day. So yes. no complaints here. Everything's great. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so excited about today. We're going to be talking about reaching a new level of wellness. How can we heal and improve our health by changing our inner state? And it's probably one of my favorite conversations because it's one of the things that if anything can get you to a different state, to a, to a new level of well-being, it's the information that we're going to share today. Absolutely. So I'm super excited today and super excited to be here with you all. And uh, Dr. Linda, how was your Wednesday? Good. No, no complaints. And you know, what's interesting, I was at a study this morning, and it's going to lie and just tie in perfectly with what we're what we're talking about today. So um, it's going great. No complaints, just been busy and uh, just always excited to bring the information to you know, our listeners and how we get to hear that it's been changing people's lives. So uh -huh. I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of times we don't see, sometimes we can't, we're not communicating with people. Sometimes it's technology that, you know, I do Facebook Live, so do you, and we can't always see the comments, but going back and sometimes listening, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and that's even listening to just, you know, the interaction and our thoughts, because we come from, of course, two different experiences, two different thought process, but everyone can benefit from both. Yes, yes. And that is so true. And then getting to hear how we can actually impact other people and how other people take whatever we're sharing on this program and implement it in their lives and see a positive change is a very rewarding experience as well. Yes, definitely. So today we are going to be talking about relationships, thoughts, emotions, and basically living life from inside out. And all of these things are not necessarily things that people associate with health, correct me if I'm wrong, because people see health as a type of cause and effect. Oh, I'm hurting. I'm going to take a Tylenol or, you know, my mom had diabetes. So I'm going to get diabetes by the time I'm 40, things like that. But they don't necessarily connect how anything that is going on here, anything that goes on in the mind, anything that goes on thought wise and emotion wise, actually and ultimately with time leads up to all of these diseases conditions cancers and early deaths that we're seeing nowadays mm -hmm. yes and if you look at the word disease it's you know you spell it out i would spell it out for patients is d-i-s you know slasher um you know dash e-a-s-e -E. so what is that that's disease so your body is not at ease so that's a definitely uh, there's, there's always a, a connection. And I think that's kind of lacking in traditional medicine that it's like you were saying, we just administer a, a drug or even sometimes patients, oh, I just want a vitamin for this. It's like, well, it's not necessarily that you're lacking that what's creating that problem. So it's always about looking from within when mm -hmm. with, the, with the body, always, always, always. So there's 
there has never been a time where it hasn't failed unless there was some uh, direct physical trauma. Maybe somebody was involved in a car accident, but then at times they will, they will equate that car accident with maybe an experience and then they'll stay in that, in that situation for such a long time when they could have healed themselves. So they're very powerful. And what happens then is every single day that they're relieving the process of what happened, that experience that they had, every single day without thinking about it, they are literally sending the same emotions, the same chemicals and the same thoughts to, to their cells. And then the cells are kind of relieving the whole process all over again. So over and over and over again, we're literally going through trauma. And one trauma that we go through can literally be relieved by us thought-wise and emotion-wise for years and years and years to come. So very important to grasp this process because I've been there, it's happened to me. And once I understood that and I understood what my thoughts and my emotions were doing to my health, that's when everything changed for me. Yes, absolutely. 100% spot on because we get so, um, well, just think about, you know, what exactly is an emotion? Now, what would you describe as an emotion as, you know, it's it's basically the feeling, the end result of some sort of situation. Mm -hmm. So whatever you give it, whatever value you give it to, that's what it is. And then it's expressed in the body and a very specific physiology. So you, whether you have a negative emotion or a positive emotion is going to be expressed in your body in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I like to kind of say it's it's a cocktail of um of chemicals that are being expressed in your body, upregulating up genes, downregulating genes, and the genetic expression of how they're going to show up. And we get so addicted to those because it's familiar. And mm -hmm. that's how it's expressed in, in our body as disease. And I think when people grasp that concept, it's, it's life changing. It's like, well, you're creating half of the problem, but they hold on to that belief so strongly and they don't want to let it go because it's serving them some sort of purpose. Is that what you have found in your practice with patients? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's that addiction and we get addicted and, and many people maybe can relate. Addiction many times, it's not positive. You know, we get addicted to people, get addicted to cigarettes, drugs, alcohol, sex, and many other things because they serve a purpose. It's a purpose of being in a familiar situation. So getting that reassurance maybe of, well, everything can be going wrong, but at the minute that I smoke a cigarette, the, everything comes down mm -hmm. or everything can be me uh, messy, you know, in my life. But the minute that I have a drop of alcohol in my system, then life is good. So is that reassurance is going back to that familiar pattern, right? For us emotionally, mm -hmm. but of course, it's not in any way beneficial for our body. So it's, it's a very, it's a very interesting uh, subject. However, what most people don't know is that you can also become addicted to your emotions, like you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. So we become addicted to feeling guilty. We become addicted to feeling sad. We become addicted to feeling depressed and it's serving a purpose because many, maybe it's giving us attention from someone else. Mm -hmm. So when you're feeling sad, 
because somebody died or you, you know, you got into an accident or something negative happened in your life and you're sad over and over and over again. And you get, you're getting that emotion and that attention from people around you. Oh, poor you, look at you. How can we help you? And all these things. Then you get that reassurance of, well, I'm getting something, right? It's kind of like a kid. Kids misbehaved or they behave depending on what gives them attention. So as parents, we're always uh, told, well, if your kid is misbehaving, don't give them any attention because they're going to do whatever it is that they need to do to get the attention that they want. So whether that means getting in trouble and, you know, with the law or with you or doing what they shouldn't be doing or whether that means doing the right things because that's what gives them attention, you know, that's that's the um, emotional addiction basically that dictates how we act. Yeah. And it's more of the familiarity of it because something that's familiar, whether it's good or bad, brings us comfort. And the familiarity of, oh, if I do this, I know this is going to happen. And we just blow it off. If it's something negative, it's just like, oh, you know, yeah, I know he does that all the time, but I know that he loves me or, or, you know, we accept that because that's very familiar and it's comforting. And also when you, as you were saying with emotions, they actually start to define who you are as a person and it, you end up becoming, your personality is dependent on the emotions you're expressing all the time. And the emotions, of course, as I mentioned earlier, are gonna create a physiological response in the body, which I like to call it, okay, what cocktail of chemicals are you stirring up today? Do you want this life is so good, margarita, you know, or life really sucks, give me some shots of tequila, <laughs> you know? So whatever we choose, we can create that chemical, um, you know, I would say that chemical reaction, physiological reaction in our body. And, and when, you know, just kind of to make it simple, you can show somebody a picture and they'll get excited about something if depending on what the picture is or they'll get disgusted by it but they're creating emotion and and then then those emotions are just so familiar so mm -hmm. it's really interesting how we stay how we stay in that a lot of the times and i think with healing it, i always say we have to become a new person we have to create a new identity how do we create that new identity by uh, the identity that we are now is simply a sum of all of our beliefs and our emotions put together. Mm -hmm. And something that you mentioned is you can look at a picture and you can get really happy or you can look at a picture and get really disgusted, for example. Mm -hmm. But not, nothing really has meaning. And we've said this before. Nothing has meaning except the meaning that we attach to whatever is happening. So we have the control, and this is something that I actually heard in a video, and it kind of blew my mind. We have control over nothing, literally nothing, in the environment, in our bodies, in nothing except our thoughts. That's literally the only thing that we have control over in the entire world. We can't control other, other people. We can't control the plants. We cannot control the animals. We can't control how long we're going to live. We can't control how tall we're going to be. We can't control anything. We can't control digestion. We can't control many things. However, we can control our thoughts. And yet most people really don't, right? And that's 
what actually ends up leading us to all these paths of disease that we were talking about and depression and literally just unbalanced because we are not one with our thoughts. But it's the thoughts, as you were mentioning earlier, it's the thoughts because all thoughts have energy and because we are fields of energy that the thoughts will impact your body's physiology. Uh -huh. So in essence, it's yes and no. It's we don't have control of that, but in essence we do because if we do, as you were saying, have control of your thoughts, your thoughts impact everything around you because you start to attract kind of that same field. And I'm sure you've experienced, you walk in somewhere and you feel, you feel like eyes are just at you. You know, you can just see eyes just looking at you and you feel it. There's something that's inside of you that feel it. And it depends on the look and the frequency that you're getting from another person. So when you walk in the door and you haven't seen your husband in a while, you haven't seen the kids in the while in a while, and you're say in the house and they are all trying to sneak up on you, but you feel them and it's like they can because you know they're so excited to see you and you're excited to see them and your energy's almost like me that they're not gonna scare you. It's like, I felt you there <laughs> type of thing. So mm -hmm. that's, how, that's how powerful they are. And also when you look at that and you realize that it's like, wow, thoughts really are powerful. They are. You carry a frequency. and. A lot of the time, some you know, we always we also have to look at the whole relationships because our inner health, and as you were mentioning earlier, you know, the inner being is very much it, it gets sick and it's a disease because it does start in here. Mm -hmm. But why how does it start here? Because of everything outside of us, especially our relationships. Mm -hmm. Relationships certainly have a huge impact. And as a matter of fact, I was doing research. I'm doing a talk next week. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm touching on is relationships. So mm -hmm. I'm doing a little bit of research and I'm going to share with you what the research uh, was um, able to find. And it was done by Harvard University. And it says that the study was composed of 309,000 people. So very, very large study. And it found that lack of strong relationships increased the risk of premature death from all causes. This is from all causes by 50%. So this is equally as damaging as smoking more than 15 cigarettes every single day or greater than being overweight or, uh, or physical inactivity. So this is huge. This is like how relationships can impact your health it's 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 yeah. so big it's mind-blowing absolutely and what's the number one reason people go and seek community what what is it most of the time people want to go and let's say going to a concert say we pick like i don't know like journey or you two or like going you know that's kind of from my my days but i love you know when you go to a concert like that you are around all these other people that are going, then they love them too. So it's your collectiveness and the love and of what you experience there that it's like we're all being tuned into the same radio station. We want to go in there and have a great time. And so we seek out that group because it's a group that's going to solidify 
our desire of our emotions and the beliefs that we have. And then the same thing can be said for people that go to, let's say, support groups. And I would love to hear, hear, your, um, hear your feedback on that because sometimes they go to support groups, they continue to talk about the problem instead of creating a new solution and desiring to become a new person, they get so stuck in mm -hmm. that. Oh, and I mean, I, I've been to a meeting just to go, what it was like to, I think I mentioned this before, like an AA meeting. And the first thing you have to do when you walk in there and then you introduce yourself, you, you tell them your name and you tell them, I am a addict. Mm -hmm. How negative is that <laughs> all the time? And they tell about a lot of their bad stories of, well, when I was drunk or I was high, this happened. It's like, why would you want to continue to relive that? So that's why the power of, you know, having a, a support in relationships is so powerful, but it's the right kind. Mm -hmm. And that's actually also my thought process when it comes to these groups. I think they serve a very good purpose at the beginning when someone's going through like the the raw, you know, the of the emotions and the addictions and getting out of the addictions. I think having that support group of people that have done it, that have been there and everything is very beneficial. But then once you are clean and once you're a different person, because you become a different person, mm -hmm. you become a different person once you're able to go through deal with and get rid of an addiction, an addictive behavior, whatever it was, you become a different person. Your identity is different. Your beliefs are different. Your thoughts are different. Your emotions are different. So your relationships also need to be different because it's kind of like if you ever had a group of friends and you associated with those friends for something in specific and then you change and that something, it's no longer important to you you can't really relate to those people anymore in the same way. And if you do, they may bring you back to that past that you're no longer associating or affiliating yourself with. So I think it's huge that, and something else is how or what follows the I am, right? It's so big, it's so huge because it becomes our identity. So I am fat, I am an alcoholic, I am an addict. I am sick, I am unhealthy, I am whatever, it becomes an identity. So going to these groups and saying, hi, my name is Fernanda and I'm an alcoholic. Well, what is that saying to my inner self? What is that saying to my subconscious uh, mind? And what is that going to maybe make me react or what kind of emotions and what kind of actions am I going to take when I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. conscious and thinking? Yeah, have you heard of the story of the bucket of crabs? No, that story, the bucket of crabs. No, so, like you're talking about friends and in groups that you're in. So if you have a, a bucket of crabs and one's trying to get out and he's almost over the top, you're going to have all these other ones that are trying to pull him back down. Like, hey, where are you going? You got to stay here, you know, and he maybe sees a possibility. I'm giving it a he. <laughs> you know, um, or let's just say she, they're trying to get out of that, that bucket. Cause in that bucket, it's just, it's the same old stuff. I'm not getting anywhere. So the, the crab tries to leave, but you have all the, the other crabs down trying to pull you down. That's why the circle of friends, as you were saying, when you start changing as an individual, 
you're going to lose friends. But some for so many people, it breaks their heart. They're like, I've known that person since I was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Even be a family member. But are you going to be like that bucket of crabs? Stay in there where all the crabs are just complaining and you're trying to get out and say, you know, I don't want to be in this bucket anymore. I want to be in a, celebra a celebratory bucket, not in the complaining bucket. Mm -hmm. So it really that's why it's so important that you create a group, a support group, friendships, but people that are going to push you to always be that better version of you. Mm -hmm. And that level continues to grow, <laughs> you know, yes, yes, and the yes. desire for that, for that person continues to grow. Mm -hmm. so exactly. I remember the, the, the buckets, the crab of buckets story. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, something, something else that I, that I want, wanted to mention, and it's going back to the emotions that we were talking about and how important emotions are for our biology mm -hmm. and how emotions can actually create disease and they actually do create disease and there was a study that was done by HeartMath in 2001 mm -hmm. and it was actually placenta human placenta dna that was taken um and vialed and given to researchers right and the researchers were trained on different emotions. And so they had to basically feel an emotion. And after feeling an emotion, they had to go and test the DNA and see the reaction that the DNA had on the emotion that they were feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So what was found, interestingly enough, is that when the researchers were happy and they were excited and they were looking at life in a positive way, then the DNA would kind of relax and it would elongate and it would get healthy. But then when the researchers were angry and they were mad or they were jealous or they were complaining or they were frustrated or any negative emotion, the, the DNA would contract and it would turn off. Yeah. So now the impact of this study and the way that I see it is, oh, my God, like this is that this is not even their DNA. It's like human placenta's mm -hmm. DNA. It's not even inside of their body. It was outside of their body. It was vile and it was mm -hmm. in a laboratory. So imagine what, what time you feel a negative emotion because of somebody died or because you had a car crash or because you fell, you slipped and fell and broke your leg or it doesn't matter what happens. It really does not matter what happens. Life is going to happen. Bad things, negative things, challenges are going to happen to everybody because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. And that's how we become a different person. But how much you get stuck in those feelings over and over and over again, and you're selling, you're sending those emotions to your DNA. You're sending the emotions of being negative or being unhappy, of being sad, of being frustrated, of being angry, jealous, whatever it is that you're feeling to your DNA. And sooner or later, the DNA is going to turn off. And that's when disease happens. Absolutely. And just because we were born... And people say, well, I can't change my DNA, but you can, you're changing it every single day on the expression of your DNA. The whole genetic expression is dependent on your environment. And, but the beauty of it, we get to, as you mentioned earlier, we get to give it whatever definition we want to. And nothing has a feeling until we give it a feeling, any experience as well. So that is so, so powerful. I love that. Finally, I got off the bucket. The ground looks good. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I know. Been there. <laughs> every, every time um, we put off the bucket, it feels good. Every time we're able to conquer ourselves, our thoughts, our emotions, every time we say no, I'm winning today. I'm not feeling bad. I'm not letting my emotions control me. I'm not letting my thoughts control me. I'm not letting my external environment control me. No matter what's going on outside, no matter if anybody, if somebody's screaming at me, you know, and that's one of the things I think Michael Singer would say that a lot. He's like, when people come to you and they're screaming at your face, most people's reaction is like, oh, hell no, not to me. And they get mad. You know, like, what? And so why are you letting somebody else get that negative, those negative emotions inside of you? And then once again, those negative emotions affect you. They don't affect the other person. If you get run out, run off or cut off on the side of the road by another person and you're literally in your car cursing and being pissed and upset and everything, you are sending that signal to your DNA. The other person's fine. The other person's gone. The other person didn't hear you and doesn't even know you exist. Yeah. And one of the things too, when, when a person gets upset is their body has a cortisol response. Cortisol impacts the brain where you can't make conscious decisions. You can't make uh, logical decisions. You also forget things because the impact it has on the hippocampus part of the brain. So when you being stressed out and something just really like you're saying, somebody pisses you off and you get into that state, you get that cortisol up and you're like, you get into that place, you're actually creating more problems in your health and you can actually gain weight just from stress and people have that belly fat because it's just like a like an anger stress and they get even more mad like i've been working out and nothing's working i'm like well you getting mad is not going to help it either so you know it's just so powerful and if people really would just understand this is you know everything that's who i am today my identity as an individual is the cumulative effects of my daily patterns that are impacting my emotions. They're also impacting my behaviors. Therefore, as a result, I am that identity. And who are you as that identity? Are you a happy person? Are you an angry person? Are you a pissed off person? You know, are you a complacent person? So you're the end result, we as individuals, because we're, yes, we have this physical body, but if you look at yourself as a spirit, as a soul, you are a, an accumulation of all those, you know, and that's it's powerful. powerful. <laughs> it is super powerful. And the, the funny thing, if you think about it, is that many of these beliefs that drives us without us really knowing, because we're being driven by a computer. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious mind dictates exactly everything that we do or don't do in our lives. And this is a computer system that is already programmed for us. So we think we have like our choices, but literally we're being controlled by the subconscious mind. And the funny thing about the subconscious mind is that most of those beliefs have been ingrained by society, our parents, friends, our surroundings, and most of them are ingrained by the age of five. When we're five, we're already basically, you know, um, programmed. Yeah. So unless we 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 acknowledge that and we recognize that we're being run by a program, 
And this program was probably literally set when we were three or four or five years of age. And we decided to consciously change the program so we can start making our decisions and not being made the decisions by this program, then nothing really changes. So a lot of people, literally 40, 50, 60 year olds are living with the emotions and the beliefs that they created by the time they were five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, and you may know this already, but you know, play with me with this. Mm -hmm. so how old were you when you started to drive and learned to drive? The first time that I drove, I was nine. Okay. So you learned at what age? At nine? I was, I had a car by the age of 14. Okay. So, but you drove at nine. The first you know, time, yes. you, so you learned to drive at nine, but you started having, okay, just so legal wise, <laughs> 14, it's like 14, you had a car. I was in Colombia. <laughs> but actually you started to learn how to drive when you were an infant in a vehicle. You didn't learn to drive at nine years old. That's true. So it's those programs that you were subconsciously, they were all coming in those first seven of years, even being in a, in a car seat. Those were all being already downloaded on in your mind and even the music that they're listening to. That's all being downloaded as a little one. And you're just those are the programs. The problem is we get so caught up in those programs right now. And as you were saying, people in their fifth decade of life, sixth decade of life, they still have those old programs that they're running off of. And a lot of those programs are simply beliefs from other people. Mm -hmm. And so once again, we we who we are today is the sum of our beliefs, our emotions, our experiences. And to become that new person and how that impacts our health is just like like Einstein's quote about, you know, we have to be a different person than who we are that created the problem in order to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And so it's about getting into that state of. Well, what is Fernanda? You know, you you have a speaking gig coming up. It's like, who are you going to be when you get on that stage? Mm -hmm. okay, I have to put on the persona of a speaker. Okay, what is that persona of a speaker? It's a person who's confident. It's a person that very articulate. It's a person that knows how to edge you. I like to say um, it's infotainment where you have to be able to inform people, but also educate them because we learn by stories. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. And, and I think that's where that whole part of the healing comes in. And I and with women so much, it's like with the weight loss, you know, I've always been a chubby girl. I've always been a chubby girl. I'm like, and you're going to continue. So until you stop telling that story and your belief that has now become your story in your identity. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking a course by Bob Proctor. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally in the chapter of the subconscious mind. And he is in, in the video. He says, when I started learning about the subconscious mind and how it operates, he was working at this place and he was literally making $4,000 a month or a year, mm -hmm. $4,000 a year. And he owed $6,000. He was in debt for $6,000. So all he thought in his mind, all the thoughts that were going in his mind were, how can I get out of debt? How can I get out of debt? Well, even if it's how can I get out of debt, the thought ultimately is still debt. So what happens, you get more debt, you attract more debt, you attract more creditors and more, you know, more people behind you that it's going to be coming after you with more bills and more, et cetera, et cetera. So 
same thing applies with health and maybe with weight. It's the same thing, you know. You can't be focused on, well, how can I lose weight? How can I lose weight? I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight because you are focused on weight. And as long as you're focusing on weight, you're going to continue to attract the weight. So instead of saying, how can I you know, get the creditors, the creditors of my back, or how can I get out of debt? Or how can I lose weight? How can I become healthier? How can I become happier? How can I attract more abundance in my life? How can I attract more health into my life? That's the conversation that we got to change to. That's the thoughts, because ultimately, those thoughts go into your subconscious mind. And once they are in your subconscious mind, you are going to continue to attract whatever it is that you continue to think about day in and day out. So, the, you know, if someone that is listening wants to lose weight and you're, lo- you're looking at it and you're thinking at it as I want to lose weight, that's not the, the appropriate way to think about it. You can't approach it like that. Because all you're going to do is you're going to continue to attract the weight to you. (laughs) So you got to switch the conversation, change the conversation, and literally ask, what is it that you do want? You don't want to lose weight. You want to be healthier. You want to be 170 pounds, or you want to be a size four, or you want to, you know, fit into as mediums. I don't know. I don't know what you want, whatever it is that the goal is, but the goal cannot be to lose weight. The goal cannot be to get rid of pain because all you're doing is attracting pain. The goal has to be to be able to move freely, move, you know, your the joints to be, I don't know, healthy and young and for yourself to regenerate and become happier and healthier and whatnot every single day. That has to be the goal, not the opposite, not not what you don't want, what you do want. And it's programming your mind, as you were saying with Bob Proctor. I love Bob Proctor. I've been studying him for years and. It's beautiful because, like you were saying, and what do I need to do to get out of debt? So he was asking his mind that, right? So his mind is going to go back to the old stories that it knows. So the way you can, even a person, let's just say you really want to heal your body. Um, And we've seen this. I mean, I've seen this in the practice where patients and, and probably, and I tell them nine out of the 10 times, I said, this test is going to come back negative. So it's mostly like, I feel like a lot of women, they're like, you know what? They found a lump, you know, they're going to do a biopsy. And I tell them, you know, nine out of 10 times, I says, it's negative. What if I have cancer? I'm like, what if you don't? So I said, let's focus on what if this is just my sign that I need to take care of my health a little bit more? What would it take? What? And so let's focus on that instead of, because I said so many times doctors are wrong. They're taught beliefs and, and, and from beliefs from maybe a long time ago that haven't changed. And, and, and so I always give them the example of the four minute mile, right? Mm-hmm. You know the story about the four minute mile. It's just like, it's physically impossible to run a four, a sub four minute mile. The body cannot do that. That was just in their heads now. Beliefs. But we probably have high school students really can run a, a sub four now. But after the first person ran it, guess what? The other ones, they're like, "Oh, his belief was I could ru- I could run it under four my under four minutes." So they adopted his belief, and guess what? Boom! Started running under a four minute mile. The same thing, and that's where the healing of you know because that's what our topic is about healing. It's taking on a new perspective and. It's about being bulletproof inside, 
but it starts right here because this will impact every single cell that's in your body and that the way it's expressed. And that's why it's always going back. Why, you know, to the emotions, into that identity, into the beliefs, if these, you know, these beliefs aren't serving me, you know, why am I, why am I limited in this belief? What, you know, and you work through that, you know, because it becomes, it just becomes a place where people get stuck in. And it's like, do you really want to stay there? It's like, no, what's the opposite of that? Mm -hmm. so that's where, I think that's where the connection is and people can definitely, um, just that's where the change happens radically, yes. right here. We're looking for something outside of us, but it's exactly, exactly. And we have an inner healing power. All of us do. That's mm -hmm. why when you cut your finger, it heals. That's why if you break a bone, it heals. That's why whenever there is something, it heals. So we have an inner healing power, yet we don't go to this inner healing power because we don't see it. We can't see it. We can't touch it. So we don't really think it exists. We only know it heals because we can see our finger literally healing after a cut. But we, we literally take it for granted. So if literally think about this. If, if your whole body can uh, regenerate, if your cuts can heal, if infections can heal, if bones can heal, if you can give birth and create this human, this amazing person inside your womb, if any of these things happen that are miraculous, if you are alive today, that's a miracle. What makes you think that you can't heal anything else? But we got to go back to, to ourselves, to our inner self, and we got to touch on this healing power and say, okay, healing power, this is what's going on and I need help. This is what I want, not what I don't want. This is what I do want. And if you connect with this healing power inside of you, not outside, not medications, not anything else, if you connect with the inner part of yourself and you talk to this healing power and you ask what you want, sooner or later, if you're able to connect, you will get it. Yeah. And it's it's very powerful. And as you know, the talk was, you know, how can we heal and improve our health by changing our inner state? I mean, our thoughts are so powerful. And I'll give you a quick example before I know what we're going to be finishing up here. Like um, my daughter was at a game. They had a game yesterday and they had played. They won the first two. They lost the second two. They were up for the fifth game. And I put something like in the group chat of the moms. I'm like, all right, we're going to win 25-19. And someone put the text back. They're like, um, they don't play up to 25 on the fifth game. They play up to 15. I'm like, okay, then we're going to win 15, nine. And so a few minutes later we get to, in the group chat, we get the text and it said, Oh, we won 15, 10. I'm like, I was still pretty close. You know, yeah. we won 15, nine, but it was just putting out that intention mm -hmm. you know? and, and it's powerful. And it's just like, you know, let's put out good intentions wherever we go for the better of humanity, because, all that still impacts our health, but it's always about, like you were saying, going within. So what are two things that you would tell people how to work their inner in their inner power? What are two tools that you would give them? So the first thing is inform yourself about your inner power. Read about it. Literally, I'm reading this book right now, and I, you and I have talked about it, Becoming Supernatural. Mm -hmm. This book it's for anybody. Anybody can read this book. 
it's such a powerful tool because it helps you understand you, your inside, your inner power so much better. Again, it's the untouched and it's the unseen, but it's the most powerful thing that we have. So read, read books that are going to benefit you, read, read books that are going to feed your mind and are going to make you understand you, you much better. Not anything else, but you much better. Because if you understand you, you can conquer the world, basically. Yes. Your mind dictates everything else. And then the second thing that I would recommend is invest time in yourself. So aside from reading, because you can read everything, but if you don't apply anything that you read, then it doesn't really count, right? Yes. I think that one of the my favorite quotes is, uh, an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So mm -hmm. you read... 10,000 books, but you don't apply anything, then it doesn't, it's not going to serve you any purpose. But if you read, and even if you read one book and you apply one concept, even if you listen to this video and you apply one concept, even if you listen to a podcast and you apply one concept, making, taking action today, not tomorrow, taking action today on something positive for you, taking that time and saying, okay, you know what? I'm worthy. Yeah. And knowing that if you change your inner state, Things in your outside world will change because you become a different person and you attract different things. It doesn't happen the other way. You can force things outside temporarily, but sooner or later you will lose them. That's why people who win the lottery sooner or later lose it, lose the money. You can get lucky. You can get lucky with the job. But if you don't change your inner state sooner or later, you go back to where you started. So work on yourself, read and take action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's more about becoming, I would have to say that if you're, you're working on your health, because I believe that your success in life is very dependent on your health. And we've seen a lot of amazing motivational speakers that they are out there and they're speaking and they're making money and, but they don't take care of their physical body and they end up with a heart attack. They end up with cancer. They end up with something that just throws a monkey wrench in their career. So for me, it's always, you know, this is your body. This is your spirit. This is what you, this is your vehicle for life. So honor it, take care of it. Think about the limit, the limitless possibilities it has, because like you mentioned earlier, we have our, um, we have our own pharmaceutical company. That's what I call it. It's inside your body. Mm -hmm. And I kind of use the example is it's open when you're eating great food, things are working the way they're, they're supposed to. If you're eating candy and gum and junk, what is it doing? It's sealing that door shut from that natural pharmaceutical company that's in there supposed to be doing its job. So take care of this. But also when you're studying, like you were mentioning, you if you are reading a book, if you are listening to a podcast, go back and take notes and listen to it because you don't you're learning it twice. This you're just listening, but you haven't learned it. Maybe it's something new, but it hasn't become a memory. So that would be my two cents. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And just to finalize, I want to share with everybody listening. I have two uh, events, actually more, but two within the next week coming up. I will be talking this Saturday. It is a summit going on on Facebook. I'm going to put more details on my page, uh, but it will be about staying focused on your goals so accomplishing your goals not letting other things stop you from reaching your goals 
And this is going to be on Saturday. Again, I will be putting more information. And then next Monday, I am super pumped, super excited. I was invited to talk. Uh, it's actually an event going on in Atlanta. And I'm going to be talking with Mr. Les Brown and Kirsten Elise Dunn. I am doing a live tomorrow with Kirsten, giving you guys more information about this event. And it's about health and basically everything that we talked about today, but more in depth going into different categories on how we can improve our health and become a better person, a better human, and basically just reach a level of wellness. So I will be talking and I want to say it's like at 11, 10 in the morning. I will confirm I'm going to put all the details online and hopefully I will be starting uh, a national tour soon. So I will keep you guys all posted about that. So that's awesome. things coming this way. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the inner work. So again, the results are showing outside. Yes. And this is proof that no matter what you are, where you are and who you are, you can change and you can alter whatever is going on in your life, but changing your inner state. So Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, yeah. So thanks everyone for joining us and um, can't wait to next week. We'll see you here at the same same place, same time and helping you become the best version of you so you can go out and leave an impact on this world because you do, whether you believe it or not, you are impacting this world and you get to decide if you want to leave a positive legacy and a positive impact. Okay. Thank so, you all. Thank, thank you. you. Dr. Linda. Bye-bye.